Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with co-host Guy. Uh, we've just been chatting about phone usage. Yes. And how we're both going to go phone-free eventually one day. Only a typewriter <laughs> and a quill and a pen. It's just scary when you actually really look into how much you use your phone. Certainly me, I must admit, I have definitely got... I'm Rick, and uh, I'm addicted to my mobile phone. Well, you've just you've been saying to me how you're getting better. We've just gone through our screen time off camera, and for yesterday you were five and a half hours. And honestly, I thought I'd done better. <laughs> I honestly felt like I'd not touched it yesterday. That's worrying. Social media is the devil. <laughs> if you yeah, watch Rick Shields golf tips. But other than that, it's the devil. It's a, a weird, weird thing. Yeah, I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious about screen time, just for my own sanity. Do you know what I mean? So I've, I've deleted TikTok off my phone and I've actually deleted Twitter off my phone. Good. And YouTube Studio, but nobody really needs to know that. Um, I feel better not having Twitter on my phone. Yeah. So I'll still check it probably once a day, go on Safari, just go on Twitter, That's what I do. have a quick scroll, like a few posts, do a few retweets, and I'm off. Because constantly you end up just refreshing and refreshing. What, what are you refreshing for? You know the worst thing with the phone on social media? It's like you said, then you look at TikTok. TikTok is absolute nonsense, really, oh. isn't it? It's just absolute stupid videos. And the worst thing, like, I do watch quite a lot of TV. But weirdly, I feel watching TV is better than me on your phone. I don't know why I feel like that, because it's both wasting your time. Well, well, it is, but it feels that, certainly on TV, the screen, first off, is much further away from you. It's not literally... Oh, I sit like that next to me. <laughs> it's not literally right in front of you. And you're watching something, you're watching it to be entertained, and it's not just constant scrolling, nonsense scrolling yeah. for no reason. Um, I mean, we discovered last week, one day last week, I spent over an hour on my phone on TikTok. <laughs> These are 15 seconds, of th well, to be honest, you can get some three-minute videos now, just of utter nothing. So yeah. I'm off TikTok. I've still got a profile on there, so if you want to follow me on TikTok, at Rick Shields PGA. But at the moment, I'm having a... Instagram's right. your one though. That's what you need to get rid of Insta. Insta, Insta stories. Insta stories is where I live. But why? I don't. Why I, do you care? Do you know what? I've got FOMO. Do you know what FOMO is? Fear of missing out. Yeah. But on people that you don't know that well doing something know, you don't care about. Anything I've got FOMO over. Yeah. Like yesterday, we went pumpkin picking. Okay. And traditionally, the Shields family, we were running late. Mm. And there was four families that went, we all went together. And. We actually thought, we didn't think we were running late. We thought we were on time. And we only arrived a few minutes later, but the car park was really busy. It took us ages to get in. 
and we saw the other families like already there mm. and i was like oh i feel like i'm missing out on something like so i think that's my i need to get over that i'm the party the party starts when I arrive, no, no other time. So yeah, a little bit less time on phone, um, a little bit more time on family and thoughts and business and fitness and meditation. That's going deep. Early in the podcast. Have you done meditation yet? Um, I've I done, really don't. I think you're going to struggle with that. I've done a few, <laughs> what they're called now, that I was going to pick up my phone then. Uh, affirmations. That's all it is. So it's like, I must admit, there's slightly weird YouTube videos at the moment where it's like, I am strong. Oh, I am brave. I am powerful. And I'm like, okay, I've probably done 30 seconds and I'm yeah, out of this. Not into that. So I've tried a bit of that, but I, I don't know if that's going to continue. Well, it's not going to continue. But yeah, you know what? And you said you do a little bit of meditation. I do it every day. Which surprised me. Mindfulness. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. I'm, I'm keen on trying it. Mm, there's good apps. Headspace is a good one. My uh, um, Calm is a good one. And for how long? I just do 10 minutes normally. I like it. I think that's what I need in my life. But even if it's just 10 minutes away, weirdly, it's on your phone. But I have big headphones that the ones I've got on now. Do it on that. In my office, on a chair, sit up. Nice. And it's good. Do you have to cross your legs or anything? No, I just sit on deep? a chair. No, no, it's not like um, all that stuff. It's just like, it'll be about breathing techniques and being the moment and like not it. being on your phone looking at nonsense and stuff. <laughs> not scroll. It says, do not use TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. I think TikTok, you can... Get rid of that. It's, it's nonsense. The devil. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> welcome to the Rick Shields Golf Show golf podcast. In a weird way, because I've not been on my phone, I know nothing what's happened in the golf world this oh, weekend. Golf small. Um, congratulations, by the way. Well, that's, yeah, I, I am owed a lot of congratulations because Liverpool destroyed Manchester United by five goals to zero. And it was all thanks to me as a fan. As a fan. An armchair fan. So I'm not a, I'm not a football fan anymore. Of course you're not. I've just, really got off it. Just imagine if you just stuck to Liverpool last season when you were debating it. Oh, could have been so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I've uh, unfortunately um, got wrapped up in the world of football. I'm watching it all the time. I'm, I'm kind of in it in a weird. I proper watched the match yesterday. Um, Did you? Was it proper watch it or were you on your phone during this? No, as well? I had it. Uh, I think I proper watched it. I had the kids around. Yeah. So it was on big telly. Big TV. Yeah. Um, I had to keep the kids distracted. So my tactic is after pumpkin picking yesterday, went in the morning, kind of lunch, just after lunchtime, I was like, right, kids, let's do pumpkin. Let's do all the carving and stuff, which, by the way, is bloody hard work. Mm. You know what? Hand on heart, I don't ever believe I've carved a pumpkin you before. never lived. Not very nice, is it? Overrated. It's horrible inside. It's like guts. And it was only... Oh, and a top tip for all the parents out there, and I'm sure everybody in the world knows this, but I discovered it yesterday after only carving three pumpkins. So I chopped the top off mm-hmm. and then started scooping it with a spoon, okay? And it right. was like, I'm like, this is taking, like, forever. Why is this taking so long? Surely it doesn't take this long. And I'm doing it, I'm getting the kids involved, putting their hands in, scooping it all out. And then I thought, well, hold on, there must be a quicker way to this. So I tipped it on its side, right? okay? And literally just went round uh, the inside yeah. of the pumpkin. So all the seeds, all literally just like carved it round and then just tipped it out and bang. I, I did it so much quicker. So a little top tip for all the parents out there. And then you have more it, time to scroll. Tip it on its side. <laughs> so once I'd done that with the kids, I was in the good books with the wife, I was in the good books with the kids. So I could sit down, flick the old TV, the old box on and watch uh, watch United get demolished by Liverpool, which was very disappointing. Um so yeah, that was that was the kind of weekend really. So I didn't watch any golf. Um, I know the Zoho thing was going on in uh, Tokyo, which Hideki Matsuyama won. Uh, there was an event in Mallorca, which um, 
Jeff Winther's won, which he's actually been on the channel before, if people have remember the old um, qualifying for the European Tour card. Yes. So weirdly now, out of that little mini documentary that we did, mm -hmm. we followed the lives of three golfers. Three of them got through, three of them didn't. Out of the three that got through, two of them have won now. Yeah. Dan Gavin's and Jeff Winther's. Yeah. So but anyway, little... At what point can we claim like, anything to do with us, though? Because that feels like it was three years ago now, wasn't it? I honestly think if I saw Jeff Wint Winters at an event, he wouldn't even bat an eyelid at me. He'd, he'd know your wife wouldn't bat his eyelid, though. <laughs> you know, that's Rick Shields. I'm not going to let on. I'm not going to bat my eyelid. That's that like TikTok superstar. <laughs> <laughs> his eyelid would be so unbatted. He'd be so thicked, his eyelid. <laughs> why, is, why is Jeff Winters not moving his eyelids? He won't bat them towards Rick. That's all it is. He's not blinked. He's not blinked all day. His uh, eyes are watery. Why? <laughs> Jeff Winters always got watery eyes. So, anyway, congratulations, Jeff. Um, good victory. Right, well... Um, Got quite a decent podcast lined up today. Okay. I feel like we've gone really deep straight away. We have. It's just what people want. Go ahead. Um, hopefully, Matt won't balls this one up this week, so the video and audio one should be the same. Oh, Last yes. week, we had an error, which um, there was an error with the filming recording, so we did like a little bonus kind of spin-off podcast or uh, video on the YouTube channel. We did. It was very similar to the audio one, but it's still, a bit just a bit, bit, bit better, maybe. Was it better? Was it worse? I don't know. Different, on it? I'd say. Um, so... If you are a listener of the podcast and you didn't know we filmed them, we do. If you go onto YouTube and search for the Rick Shields Golf Show, there's a channel. There is. 120 odd thousand subscribers, I think, now. You can watch the podcast instead of listening to them. Different choice. We've got a nice studio. We've got some nice cameras. We've got someone manning them. Come over and enjoy the video. Yeah. You could maybe stop listening now. Oh. And now you could be watching me. So you could be watching now and then you could go back to listening, whatever you want to do. Um, but a few emails in and we've got a nice Dear Rick. So Dear Rick is one of my favourite sections of this show, Rick. It People email us, podcast at rickshields.com. Keep yep. them coming in. We've got loads. We can't get through them all, but we do go through and look at them all and reply to as many as we can and obviously read out the, the best of the best. But we've actually, we'll come on to that in a bit. We've had a, a question for me this week, Rick, Ooh, which I on, wanted man. to um, read out because... Do you want me to read it? No, because it was so outlandishly off the mark that I wanted to address it. Okay. So it says from Christopher Gorman. Hi Guy and Rick. I like how this is not anonymous when it's a Oh no, it's, it's yeah, you'll, you'll see what I'm coming on to. I have a question for Guy, which ideally will be read out by Rick for a change. So I've stopped that already because I read it. We could have read it out, but I've already read it beforehand because I go through the emails typically. With Guy being a three or four handicapper, depending on the WHS, etc., which is correct, technically. Has he ever considered dropping his amateur status to compete in open qualifying or any other professional events? I'm not dismissing Guy's ability, and in actual fact, I'm praising his skill level, but I've always been curious as to how Guy would stack up against top pros in the country. Great show, keep up the good work. And then he's put Chris Gorman, a three-time Clubhouse member. So being in the Clubhouse means you listen to every episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. So I'm guessing he's a triple, he's a triple Clubhouser. Not once, not twice, but thrice as he listens to every episode. If that, oh if, if, if he's not a liar, because I don't think Chris Goldman's a liar, do you? He thinks you can make it on tour. Well, so, so that's what I'm going to come he on. Might, he might be delusional. No, he's not said tour. He said compete <laughs> in open qualifying. So if I decided tomorrow to drop my amateur status, okay. then I could legitimately <clears throat> compete in open qualifying next year. You could. Or I could enter a professional event obviously not European tour because I've not got a card but I could go to a local like PJ North region or oh, maybe not PJ North if I'm not PJ could I or no you, you'd have like to 18, go to what are they called the 1836 other, yeah. or Clutch Tour or um, there's a few so in answer to Chris's question um, how would I get on I would be 
absolutely trash. Horrendous. He'd be Man United against Liverpool yesterday. Yes, and I would be Man United. Yeah, as you just said. <laughs> Mine's blown. I can't even believe there's a question. No, so obviously, I think probably where the kind of question stemmed from is that when you're a full handicapper, you can do your PJ training and you can become a PJ golf pro. Yeah. In theory, you could drop your amp status at any point, couldn't you? You could be off 18 and say, I'm going to play in a pro event and I'm going to pay the money to enter. Correct. And see how I get on. I would be absolutely horrendous because although my handicap officially is, I think it's 3.4, I've not played very much for a long time. If I went out and played tomorrow and played really good golf, I probably would be about three or four over par. And that yep. would be me playing really nicely, holding putts, hitting it pretty straight. and Probably like around a golf course that you know maybe as exactly. well. Exactly. And I'd be really happy with that and I'd be, yep, chuffed. If I did that like around the Marriott, which is what I would be quite happy with doing, very happy doing, and there was a local PJ event on, the winner would probably be five, six under, I'm guessing, yep. on a one, one round tourney. Well, I hosted one last year. Yeah. Um, like uh, I did a bit of presenting and stuff, and it was an absolutely horrendous day. Really windy, really wet, terrible. And the winning score, I was thinking, I think they asked me what's going to be the winning score today, and I thought, well, anything under par is going to going to have a chance. Yeah. Something like six under one. It's outrageous. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my God, like these guys are just so good. Um, yeah, I think it's difficult. I understand when people will, they, they see you chipping one-handed on Instagram. Exactly. And suddenly jump to conclusions. I think I'm really good. <laughs> I'm not. And it really is. I mean, so we've got a video coming out this week. On Friday, I went to play the hardest golf. We're going to come on to that in a minute. So don't give course it. in the UK. Yeah. I spoke to a really good friend of mine who played um, either you're a pro or something there called Chris Hansen. Yeah. And he said, how did you get on? Um, I said, oh, yep. on, result, in results in the vid- video coming soon. I said, what did you shoot? He said, oh, I, I, I didn't play great and I shot like one under. Yeah. I'm like, what the, what the hell? Like, it honestly makes me think, I've never been good at golf. <laughs> Is it like, but, it's so, are these guys, and, and Chris Hansen played in the tour, played in the open, amazing player, one of the best, I've spoke about him before, plays in college, I think he does listen to podcasts as well. But like, he can't make it, yet he can rock around one of the hardest golf courses in the UK and put, post a number. That's it. It's all perspective. And if you're like um, an 18 handicapper, you might see somebody that's off 12 as being a really good player. And, and they are a good player. 18's good. It depends. It all depends on what you're component against. We asked this question a while ago, if you remember. We said, what is a good golfer? And yes. the amount of responses we had, some people said plus five, some people said a tour pro, someone said 18, someone said breaking 100. It's all relative to what you determine. Like a three or four handicapper in some ways is good, but I am not a good golfer at all. Like, I could go out tomorrow and shoot 90. Yeah. Like, these guys who are actually winning local events and qualifying for the Open. They don't do that, do no, they? No, exactly. So, nice question, Chris. It's a nice question. Thanks for being three times Clubhouse member. Um, I wonder if anyone beats that. If anyone who's, that's good. If you've anyone, that's a good question, actually. If anybody has ever listened to the podcast more than three times over, I can't believe they have. If they have, let us know. Email us podcast at rickshields.com. That is hardcore. Let's that. find the most hardcore listener. Are you the most hardcore Rick Shields golf fan? That's a lot of hours because they're roughly an hour episode, roughly. Wow. So that's 102 hours to get to where we are now. So 306 hours of dedication. And that's as much time as I use on my phone in yeah. a week. Imagine how many times you could listen to the podcast. <laughs> but you, you kind of. Every time I pick my phone up, it automatically started playing the. The podcast show. That's what, yeah, that's what I do. Let's get listens up. I'd, I'd completed it ten times over. You would have. Um, so, yeah, you alluded to it then. This week, well, last week, should I say, 
We had a little trip. We did. A little road trip, early um, doors. It was super early. I got up at 5am. Yeah, me too. Um, I drove there. I was a passenger. Not by you, by somebody else. You need to come on to that in a minute, because I've got a real qualm with what you did. Something you did really ruffled my feathers. I'll come on to it. You'll... The blanket. Yeah, that. Re- so, like, I told I wrote this. <laughs> Let me just come on to this for a minute. Because this is really. What's wrong with that? C- because I'll tell you what's wrong with it. And if you're fine with it, then you're fine with it. So, set the scene. On Friday, we went to a golf course in Darlington, which is kind of on the way to Newcastle. Nowhere near. Yeah. It's like an hour away from Newcastle, but kind of on a- that way. Around about two hours 15 from, from us yes. here in Manchester. So, roughly. I left my house and Matt came to my house and we went in one car. We talked about him balls and up podcast and how we can improve that. A good chat. He then <laughs> fell asleep. Pathetic. Um, Harry picked you up and you yes. went in Harry's car. Yeah. When I'm thinking of Rick Shields, I'm thinking of, he likes playing his phone. He's all right at golf. I also think he's the kind of guy that doesn't really moan. That's what I would think. He just gets stuff done. I do. Just like, I'm never. A, I'm, a, I'm a get-goer. He never says he's tired. He never moans. He just gets on with it. And I like that. You turned up at the golf course, you lift off Harry, you had a blanket wrapped around you in the morning and got out of the I car with a blanket. I don't think I had it on in the morning, you, did well, I? Well, I saw it, so you must have had it on your person. No, it, it was close by, but not on me. And then on the way home, which we'll come on to the trip in a minute, on the way home, you overtook us on the motorway and you were leaning against the window <laughs> catching with flies. the bla- catching flies, the blanket around your head. <laughs> and they got home, I said to Abby, Really let down by Rich. Why is he took a blanket? Like that's not your vibe at all. Like you, you should be sat there just like taking it in. Just like yeah, it was a tough day, long day. I got beat up by the golf course, but I'll take it. What, so, talk to me about this blanket. Let me explain. So do you see where I'm coming from, or not? Normally, I'd be dead against it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> normally, I would. I I'd be in your camp. Blanket. I, I'm I'm anti blanket. Yeah. Okay. Anti comfort. <laughs> But, um, so what, what happened recently, I've been getting up super early in the morning and over a period of time, Did we not stop wetting the bed. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me quite fatigued. So on Friday I got up, we got up early in the morning yeah. again. Okay. Five o'clock. Um, I don't want to boast, but I did a little cheeky workout in the morning, which definitely set me up for disaster for the day. And at quarter to five or six o'clock, sorry, Harry turned up to my house. So I had all my camera game and my, my, um, bag, my trolley, um, everything I was, I was ramming in the car. Okay. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm, I, I'm not a passenger very often, am I? No. Like most of the time when I do a trip, I drive. Yeah. The reason why I asked Harry to pick me up because I had this tactic in mind. Okay. For the journey home. So because I've been quite fatigued, Again, my own fault. Friday night, we had some friends coming around, okay? And it was going to be a big sesh. Yeah. I'm talking drinking. I'm talking drinking. (laughs) (laughs) So Friday night, we had some friends around, and I wanted to be alive. I wanted to be, you know, upbeat, Ricky Shields, you know. Definitely Ricky Shields, not Rick at that point. You know, the, the, the heart of the party. Yeah. You know, I wanna, I'm blasting the tunes. You know, I want to be... I want to be the. You don't even go for a wee in that duration of time. So you don't want to miss out on anything. FOMO. You're holding it in. Yeah. Rick, why are you in pain? Because I need a wee. I'm not missing out on anything. So, so, so I thought tactical here. I thought, if I'm getting back... So, set off early in the morning. I'm already tired. Because of my own fault. I've been getting up early in, in the mornings. If I then go and play this ridiculous hard golf course, Rockcliffe mm. Hall... Video coming this week, and then 
I've got to get home in the car. I'm going to be absolutely exhausted. I'm going to be walking through the door at five o'clock, like falling asleep, wanting mm-hmm. to sleep. And our friends will come around at half five. Like yeah. that's how early the sesh started. Yeah, I did. Okay. That was early sesh. So I was like, right, I'm putting all my stuff in the car and this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking to, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to have a little nap on the way home. That's what I'm going to do. Harry don't mind. And that, in principle, I'm not opposed to. So, so I had a tactical nap in mind. I thought, that's what I'm going to do. And I thought to myself, Harry's car, is it geared for comfort? Not at all. Is it, is it the luxury limousine that I'm used to? No. <laughs> so I thought to myself, you know what? I think I need to modify some things here. So just as I'm leaving the house, literally just as I'm leaving it, in my garage at the moment, which was what was my golf studio, it's a bit of a tip at the moment, but there's some there were some outdoor blankets that we used for the fire table. Okay. <laughs> so I grabbed one. Mm. Instinctively grabbed one. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even didn't even cross my mind. I can't we, didn't think about my feelings. That in we this. would be talking three days later about this on the podcast for a length of time. Took it in the car. I might have apologised to Harry. I might have said, sorry, mate, I'm going to bring a bike. Yeah. I hope you don't mind. So anyway, I drove up there. I didn't sleep on the way up. Didn't check my phone. I, in, in fact, I didn't check my phone so much. You rang me twice. Yeah, I did. I was worried that you were worried that I'd like overslept. So got up there, um, played golf, got battered by the golf course, that is. Got back in Harry's car. I gave him 10 minutes of my time. Yeah, and then blanket And then it. I was gone. Yeah. Blanket up against the window, and I slept for a solid one hour, 50 minutes. He took me back home. Um, half five, my guest arrived and I was rocking and rolling. I can't believe you could look them in the eye. Was, they, did I they said, know about it? The blanket? <laughs> of course they didn't know about the blanket. I, I, I did a good stint. Minimum midnight I got to at least. I'm not having and it. And even then I wanted to fall asleep. I could shake your hand on a pillow. I could. I, could I didn't have a that. pillow. Yeah, in my, I didn't have a blanket a pillow. though. It's just well, a blanket. I thought was functional because no. sometimes you know when you take a pillow, it, it's not the right size for the spot. You've over. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You're not going to change my mind. Well, a blanket you can like manipulate it against the side of the window and the side of the chair, and it's got a lot more flexibility. And if I was a bit cold, let's say Harry wanted the car cold. Yeah, he might be like that type of guy. I've got options. If you can sleep at night, that's up to you. With a blanket or not a blanket? <laughs> Without a blanket. <laughs> but anyway, that was so that video was coming this week, and it was as you've said, it was you playing the hardest and longest golf course in the United Kingdom. Yes, nearly eight thousand yards. Yes, brutal, long rough, big, huge greens of undulations, massive bunkers. You hit in three wood second shots on par fours. It was some par fours I couldn't reach into. It's outrageous. Par threes are all like 220 yards. I hit a driver on a par three. You did. There's water around the par threes as well. <laughs> so um, this this golf course has a course ranking. So if, if you were a scratch handicapper, you would be allowed seven shots over your handicap. Wow. So the course index is 79.3. So at par 72, so a scratch handicap can go around in 79. It's outrageous. Find out what I did so this hard. week. It was. No, to be fair, it was a really good... Well, say it's a good video. I've not seen the edit yet. It's going to be a good video. But yeah, it was just stupidly Brutal. hard. I Brutal. could not play that golf course off those tees. I, I could have shot a million. And there are more options at that golf course. There are obviously shorter tees. I've played that golf course before for normal tee, and the, and the golf course is beautiful. It's actually a lot nicer than I remember it being as well. I know I've good. been there once. You've Your first visit. We got treated lovely. Nice food afterwards. Um... Tracy in the pro shop was lovely. She was lovely, Tracy. And just the whole vibe of the place is one of those one of those places that I could frequently visit and not really get bored of. 
The only thing I said to you on the golf course that I kind of undervalued is how like good the greens were and the condition of it because I was just constantly focused on how long it was. Yeah. Like you were hitting second shot, let's say, at four iron into a par four. I was thinking about that rather than how good the actual course yeah. looks, but it was a really good course and hopefully a really good video. Yes. People like seeing you get beat up on the golf course, as do I, I'll be honest. I like seeing you play well, but I like seeing you get beat up as well. It's relatable. It, it was, you know what was nice though about it in a weird way? There was a genuine excuse like, this is the hardest golf course. And you were tired. And I was tired. <laughs> I should have slept on the blanket on the way down. You know what, actually? I want everyone to watch that video and just think, this man took a blanket with him. And just, if you lose a bit of respect for him, that's up to you. I'm not saying you should. But... So if you soon start feeling sorry for me, just remember that and yeah. you'll go, I'm not sorry for this man. A blanket and a glass of milk he had with him. <laughs> right, so I've got something here that I I can't believe this is real. Okay. Okay. And like, I think like, it, like Chris listened to the podcast three times. Yeah, this is even more of a lie, but it, 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 it's in black and white. <laughs> more of a lie. <laughs> All our listeners are liars. Um, yeah, I've read it, and I wonder if there is a typo in this that then makes it seem so outlandish. Okay, hit me. I don't think there is. So it's not a deal, it's just literally an email. So it says, Dear Rick and Guy. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Love the podcast and YouTube content. Keep up the great work. Just wondering if you wouldn't mind reading this out to your listeners in the next couple of weeks. I'd be interested in your thoughts and how you've dealt with this situation. 
Now, it does, yeah, okay, I'm going to read it. Last weekend, our club, mem- our club members were invited to play in the annual Captain's Day, followed by the usual prize presentation. Free buffet and entertainment in the evening, all paid for by the captain. As always, there were a handful of prizes up for grabs, and as you can imagine, everything that's gone over the last 18 months, it was well attended by a decent number of members of all abilities. Yeah. The main prize was a stable competition, and it was 95% of your handicap off the back tees. To my knowledge, there was no handicap limit. The eventual winner was a young lad in his mid-twenties, having recently just joined the club. His winning Stableford score of a handicap of 31 okay. was 54 Stableford points. That's a lot. So 18 under his handicap. Okay. Beating an eight handicapper into second place by 10 points, and that eight handicapper on the day played to scratch. So the eight handicapper got oh, wow. 44 points, wow, played okay. to scratch, obviously had the absolute day of their life, and lost out by 10 points, right? The winner walked off with a £100 cash prize. Nice. I believe he made a speech to an almost stunned audience, thanking the greenkeepers, etc., before um, being informed of a subsequent handicap cut. Okay. This is where I find it hard to believe now it comes in. So he's off 31. So all that you believed? Well, I can believe somebody can get 54 points. It's very hard to do. But he's off 31 and played to 13. It, it could happen. So he, had, he was playing off 29 as well. It's 95. Okay, so he's playing off 29. So he's actually played to 11 then. Yeah. This isn't going where you think it's going. I think you're going to go like cheating route. It's not going that way. This is where it gets weird. The subsequent handicap cut, as calculated by England Golf, was huge. Okay. From 31 <laughs> to 6.6, <laughs> having taken into account his three birdies and one NR blob on the par 73 track, which I may add has a slope rating of 139. Now, I must admit... So that's in America, is it? No, no it's over here now. I'm, I'm not massively up on slope rating, no, I so I, that must be a tough one. Right. I'm sure people will be knowing now, because I've not played many comps in the new handicap system, but I think 139 is a tough one. I'd be interested to see if any of your listeners have known of a higher score than this and what are your thoughts on whether it should have been addressed and challenged by the club. I don't know much about the lad other than he comes from good golf in stock. He has a sibling of plus four and his old man can play having previously been a scratch golfer. It would good to be hear your thoughts as he's probably going to go down in club folklore. I could. Is it like Nick Faldo's grandson or like <laughs> but Lee, Lee Westwood's the first, first second part, cousin? Yeah, like what you said, the first part is how amazing of a score that is. Outrageous. Which... So he shot 13 over. He shot 13 over part, well, no, 11 over if you're saying he's off 29. 29 is 95%. So he shot, yeah, he shot 11 over par then, if my maths is correct. Yeah. Well, he's played 18, wait, he's played 18 under his handicap. Yeah. So if you're saying he's off 29, 18 under will be 11 over par. Yeah. So that... that yeah, okay. Plus whatever. he's had a blob. And he's had a blob, yeah. So so effectively... It's been yeah, nine, over, nine par, over par, you could potentially. use And I know that this world handicap system can be a bit bizarre, depending on how many comps you've played. But to be cut from 31 to 6.6, and that's where I wonder it should be 16.6, but that would seem then to not quite fit the narrative of the story, because that would almost seem a semi-believable cut, although it would still be ridiculous. So, so... And he's had three birdies. He's lost 25 shots off his handicap. That must be something the club's done, just as opposed to just WHS. I, am, I don't, don't know. Can you still have general, um, play. general play adjustments? 
I suppose a lot of it comes down to what his last 10 rounds have been or 20 rounds have been as well. But they can't have been low, surely, because he wouldn't be off but 31. Let's say, let's say there was one oh, yeah, at, the, at the start was really, really And that's high. knocked out now. And then, yeah, and that's knocked out. And then suddenly the rest of them have been quite low. Like I said, the only logical thing there is 16 handicap and not 6. But I, I think it is 6.6. Because the fact he's put point six as well, I feel like if it was just 16, he would just put 16. Yeah. The fact he's put 6.6 leads, leads, leads me to believe. That's crazy, isn't it? That must be the biggest handicap cut ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be on it. Because 54 points, like you say, as outrageous as that is, it is ridiculous. Yeah. Because, and again, for I don't think Americans play Stableford very often. No. So American listeners, Stableford is, a really, I really like Stableford as a format. Mm-hmm. It's a point system. And... To play to your handicap, you've got to have scored 36 points. So that means you've got two points per hole. You get two points per hole for making a net par. You make three points for making a net birdie. You make four points for making a net eagle. You make only one point for making a net bogey. And you make nothing after that. So you could have one or two holes where you have an absolute nightmare and you can just pick your ball up and you you score zero points on that hole. That's why I love Stableford. Yes. So to have 54 points, as Guy mentioned, that's 1,800 under his handicap. So it's three points a hole. Oh, my goodness. Fair dues. Fair dues. He's never going to win a comp again, is he, off that <laughs> handicap? He won by 10. Yeah. But Even the eight that, handicapper well, did well. eight handicapper shot level par. His handicap would have got chopped. Yeah. If the, if the course index, whatever, is tough. Because if it's a par 73, they've said, yeah. it's quite a high par, really. So yeah. it must be a fairly long track, you think you'd so. imagine. Wow. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> so I've got some... Couple of... in, we'll get you an award, most improved golfer yeah. <laughs> of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. A um, couple of questions on Facebook. Okay. So again, our wonderful Facebook group, the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast on Facebook. Come and join. Why not? Why it's free. Not? It is. We are going to start at charging. Mo- at the moment. Two pound a person per month. <laughs> We're not, but that would be nice. So it's from Richard Joyce. Would you rather gain another two million subscribers over the next five years or see Tiger break the major records, ma- major win record? Got to be subscribers. I don't know. It's got to be Tiger. That's it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll do your deal. There's no deals. I'll do this man a deal. <laughs> Go on then. Okay. <laughs> Tiger, so currently currently we get about 12 to 15 million views a month. Let's say, I'll take, if we can get to 25 million views a month and Tiger wins majors, then I'm happy with that. Well, that's, that's And if subscribers stay where they are. <laughs> no, you've got to do it off this. I, I think Tiger. You'd rather, so you could keep the subscribers the same they are now for the next five years no, or gain no. two million. That's what I'm getting, guessing it is, because it's, it's gained two million or say the same, I think. Yeah, but we can get three... We can get to three million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand. I'll just stay just slightly under four million. No, it's it's all or nothing. That's the question. But he's saying two million more. Yeah. Well, what about if I only gain one point five? Well, that's not the point. I think he makes it means you can either keep as you are now, so you can either stay as you are now and Tiger get win the majors. Okay. Or Tiger doesn't, and you get two million more subscribers. That's what he's asking essentially. Tiger. Would you? Yeah. You'd rather another man be more successful than you. I wouldn't. Wait. I don't mind. Fair enough. <laughs> um, as long as he gives me a shout out when he wins when he wins his twenty first major, I'm just letting this know. Rick Shields helped me achieve this. Yeah, by not getting subscribers. <laughs> um, so wow. Nigel Stevenson said, 
Yeah, static. Someone's phone. My phone's nowhere near. Oh yeah, what is that static? Can you hear that, Matt? That's just all of a sudden gone really bad. It's Rick's wire. I don't know if we keep recording now, but I may as well keep keep it freestyling. Might start rapping. Just riff. I'll just keep riffing. So I've had a good email. Not an email. I've had a good question off Nigel Stevenson. That's stopped, I think, Rick. If you want to just leave it like that. Oh, no, it's not. It's back again. I don't think Matt can hear it, so we could just keep going. This is good content, isn't it? This is what people want to listen to. Oh, there we go. Brilliant. Well done. Um, so te- Nigel... Te- technician as well. Techn- Podcast <laughs> technician. He did plug it in really well. Um, so Nigel Stevenson has said, steel or graphite shafts? Pros and cons, please. So I think we can safely say that's in irons because gone are the days now of steel in your long clubs, even yeah. in your hybrids. It's, it's irons, really, we're talking about. So advantage of graphite, it's lighter. Um, it certainly suits slower swing speeds or players who struggle with heavier golf clubs. Downside, it's much more expensive. Mm-hmm. Always kind of has been. I always felt like there was going to be a time where the prices would match a little bit better. But graphite is still more I think expensive. Just steel is cheaper, yeah. yeah. Um, advantage with steel, you can go heavier if you want to. So you, you've, there's not as much limit on weight if you did want to go heavier, and it is cheaper. On performance-wise, that's kind of down to the, to the player. Yeah, depends how strong you are. Depends where you want to feel the shaft in the golf swing. It depends how much kick you want. Depends how much torque you get in a shaft. So that's kind of more dependent on um, the individual more than kind of just a gen- general topic. But they're, I, they're your two big ones. Yeah, I think more people should look at graphite. I mean, I used to do fitting in the day, and I would often put people into a graphite iron. They would gain ball speed, height, accuracy, everything. But it had a bit of a kind of negative connotation that they were only for, like, older people or people who were much weaker. So certainly for, like, kind of middle-aged blokes, they'd almost frown, oh, I don't want to use them. Yeah. But the, the way that graphite's come on now it is so much more stable as well. It oh. used to be that it was very soft, and, and now some of the graphite iron shafts you can get are really good. There's a couple of tour pros you do see there with is. graphite. There is. So um, even in, like, wedges and stuff as well. Like, even in putters. Well, that's it. But you like, like, like you said, it is dearer, though, but it's definitely worth if you go for a fitting and you've got a slower clubhead speed or you don't have the strength that you used to have or you've had an injury. It's worth considering. It's amazing. If you've been using steel for a long time, it's amazing how easy graphite feels. Yeah, I always find I, I like graphite. Like it feels easier to hit. Mm. You get a little bit more feedback from the shaft. You get a little bit more help from the shaft. Um, and again, that is much more suited to to maybe players with slower swing speeds. Well, William has asked, and I've asked this question today because of the new Rick Shields 3.0. Whatever happened to Rick doing four workouts per week for a year? How long did it last for? Um. It wasn't my fault. No, <laughs> it wasn't. So COVID. January, no, no, January. That's when it started. I was going to, I was going, I was trying to do 250 workouts this year. Yeah, and uh, I did it pretty much all the way through January, and then February, I did the walk, the mind walk. Yeah, every every day, walked 18 holes with my golf clubs on my back, and the challenge with that was that was kind of an hour and a bit of time to do that, trying to squeeze in another hour of workouts, etc. Um, was more challenging so getting through february it didn't kind of work and then kicking it in march it just never kicked in so more recently i've been doing some more personal reflecting on on me personal reflection that's what it's that's what it's about and um working on a few things fitness being definitely high priority i've definitely put weight on i'm definitely not as fit as i want to be um i'm starting to find now which is the one thing i never wanted to happen i don't want to be an out of 
shaped dad or or an unfit dad. Mm. Like now if I go to the park with my kids or whatever, there's been a few occasions where they're starting to ride the bikes and they're riding the bikes and I'm running after them. I'm like, yeah. <sighs> I'm gassing it. I'm like, I can, that can't be me. I need to make sure that, you know, I set by example, I, I, I can run after them, I can play with them and I, and I don't get fatigued. So that's something I'm kind of working on. So as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I've been trying to get up earlier in the morning, much earlier, like in the fives, um, trying Take to get a, my workout Carries a blanket there. around everywhere you go. Carry, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a change man. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get that workout, trying to get to bed earlier, trying to not use my phone as much. Um, I think that's better because that's a lot of that. Maybe not, you might not do the five o'clock thing forever, but like, it's more things that you can, like positive habits you can carry over. Correct. Like the five or four work- workouts every week, you could do it for a bit, but it's not sustainable, is it? No. So trying to find those things, I think, and this is what I'm trying to do better as well. Just not like, because I'm, I'm all or nothing so often. I'll smash the gym for five days in a row and then not go for four weeks. Yeah. It's like, just go twice a week, but go for all year. Yeah, It's hard, it's isn't e- it? It's but- even like this morning. So 20 past six. So I went for a run this morning at quarter past five. And I, I kind of, once I stretched down and whatever, I was done for like maybe quarter past six. And I looked at my watch and I'd already done like five and a half thousand steps. Yeah, that's good. I was like, that's a good start to the day. That's, that's, just, a, that's just a nice start. It puts me in the right mindset. Um, you know, I, I can, I'm happy with my kids when they wake up. I'm get, uh, just a better mindset. So William, thanks for your question. And it's something that I'm definitely working towards. Um, hopefully, I'm going to try and em- implement some good habits. I read an article where it takes 66 days to build a habit into your daily lifestyle. Wow. So I've only done nine days or so far. So I'm, I want to, that's my mission to try and get up to 66 days, which is the 15th of December. So it doesn't mean every single day, but huge, like if you can, if you can do a habit, I suppose it'd be a bit like golf. If you wanted to practice your golf, you wanted to be really strict with it, putting the work in, putting the effort in, making that time for 66 days, it starts to become the regular part of your life really. Yeah, so and we'll I think see. as well we can use the podcast to keep to keep us accountable. Correct. This time next week, we can sit down and we'll say, you're still going strong. Correct. I like it. Um, we're going to be so ripped when we go to Vegas. Oh, oh what have I just said then? Oops. We're going to Vegas. What's that? I'm just going to drop a little bit of on this, or do you want to keep it under wraps I think now? that's enough. Okay. I think right. that's enough. Yeah, it'll be... Um, <laughs> It'd be good. Basically, that's all I'm doing it for. I'm trying to get up at five o'clock, so I'm getting ripped for Vegas. Ripped to be walking. Absolutely. <laughs> but what's annoying? They're going to go get cocky. They're going to get a big biceps. They've got barge past people in Vegas. And just, that. I think you'd suit that. Quite big biceps. But I think what you'd also really suit is massive upper body, but don't train your legs. <laughs> I feel like you'd suit that. Okay, I'll do my <laughs> Maybe a tattoo. We could have this tattoo. I'll get a tattoo in Vegas. Ollie going to soul shot out on your left arm. Oof. Zidane in on your right. I like it. Um, we're just two football lads. That's all we are. Um, right, you ready for your dear Rick? Yes. It's a good one this week because it's a bit more of a light-hearted, casual one. I think I can name him because I don't get, see why I shouldn't. His name's Ben. Hi, Ben. Um, dear Rick, my best friend and I have planned to go on a road trip golf holiday to Scotland in November. Nice. Lads, lads, lads. We both work extremely hard and have been working during the whole pandemic. I myself work in hospital. Nice, well and done. I don't take blankets around with me. <laughs> That's the last blanket shout, I promise. We both need a holiday and decided with the current state of the world, we figured out that a golf holiday will be perfect. We live on the south coast of Brighton, so okay. it's going to be an absolute mooch. I plan on making this four-day around trip. So stop halfway on the first day and play golf, then get to St Andrews yep. or wherever, then come back with me. Um, 
So, stopping halfway each day, could you please recommend some courses to play fur local to you, because that's the first kind of halfway point, Manchester area, and recommend a course to play in Scotland? We are hoping to play something like King's Barnes or Trump International, as we have heard they are great. Also, other than visiting St Andrews in the Lake District on the way, do you have any other things we could do to stop off, um, as you have both recently travelled to St Andrews recently, from Ben? Mm. Okay. Exciting trip. <clears throat> it's a very exciting trip. Um I mean, it depends how much budget you've got a little bit. I, if I'm just looking at the map now. If I was driving up from Brighton, I'd I'd have a little stop at the Belfry. Okay. First off, I think the Belfry is a class golf course to Brabazon. Yeah. If you want to go a bit further, get up to Manchester. Yeah. Come and play the home of Rick Shields Golf if you want. Marriott. Marriott Worsley Park. Do a great deal. Um, You might see me filming a video. Or, if budget wasn't as much of a constraint, I would definitely head towards Southport, try and get on a Royal Birkdale, a hillside, Royal Liverpool, Living yeah. St. Anne's, that kind of vibe. It's going to cost you a lot more, but they are really historic, obviously, venues. Also, though, the, the good thing with Liverpool and or Manchester, to be fair, two lads will have a couple of, not a massive heavy night out, because they go and drive the next day. You've got the Southport stuff, it's close to Liverpool. Yeah. You've obviously got Marriott, is literally in Manchester, pretty much. Exactly. You've got Manchester, you could have a decent hotel, a couple of drinks. See where the night takes you. Yeah. Then I'd probably do a bigger stint. I mean, I don't know I don't know loads of golf course in the Lake District, personally. No, I don't. Um <clears throat> so I don't know. You you might want to visit Lake District because it's gorgeous and it's really nice. But whether it's golf on the way back, pop in. Possibly. When pop. when you kind of flag in a little bit. So I I would almost go full gun straight up to um I'd, I'd again if money's not constraint, I'd probably go uh, I'd probably go Carnoustie first. Would you? Yeah. Carnoustie. Or, no, take it all back. Take it all back. So you've definitely got to get St. Andrews in. That's a given. You have to. You know that. You have to stay there, you ideally. Know, the course I'd actually go at before St. Andrews then, I'd actually go to uh, North Berwick. I, I thought you were going to say North Berwick. Yeah, North Berwick. Just um, east coast of Edinburgh, um, some amazing golf course up there anyway, like Gullen, Renaissance, Archerfield. But North Berwick, we played it a number of years ago. I kind of want to play it again. I do. I think I, I, let's try and play there next year. You're really good. Um, it's just an unbelievable golf course. Really quirky, really cool. One that you do want to have on your bucket list. And then from North Berwick, I would head then to St. Andrews. Um, St. Andrews, obviously, home of golf. Just the best place in the world. Himalayas. You have to play the Himalayas putting thing. <clears throat> and book it. <laughs> yeah, and book it. I mean, it. we've been twice and not booked it once, but... <laughs> We're lucky to get on. Yeah. It, the, how would you explain the Himalayas? So it's, well, it's a putting green. It, it's it's more than a putting green. It's, it's a different, it's a way of life. It is. You can walk on with a putter. Yeah, and, and a ball. ball. And, it's, and you can walk history. And what I love about it, there'll be a man with two kids. Of course there will. There'll be a group of like 60 year old women who don't necessarily look like golfers, but look like they're very well established at putting. Do you know what I mean? Having the best time of their lives. Yeah. And then there'll be like two lads, like these two lads will be having a little go, boyfriend and, and girlfriend. It's and, such a mix. And there'll be like a golden Labrador that's just so well behaved. Yeah. Like that just sits there and, and its owner just goes, come here, boy. Yeah. And it just comes and sits there. And knows It knows the It knows that even the dog knows not to step on the line of the putts. Yeah. And not only that, you are literally next to the first green. 
you're next to the first hole in the 18th hole, the 17th. You can see the old course hotel. Um, you've got the really nice Tom Morris grill there to your right. It is just the best. And then you could walk around the shops and recreate the, the steps that um, the legendary <laughs> Rick Shields did when he went doing some thrift shopping. Um, and then obviously stay in St Andrews. If you can get on the old course, do. Get in the oh, ballet, yeah. get on the old course, just do it. It's the best. Um, I must admit, the one course I've heard lots of things about, but again, not played it yet, is Dunbarney Links. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing lots of really positive things about that place. It's a brand new golf course that's been built just a couple of years ago. And th- then would make the absolute trek, and it's a it's not a particularly nice drive from St Andrews up to Aberdeen. And I would play my favourite golf course. You can play it. It's not. It, I think it's two hundred odd pounds to be honest. Green fees, Trump International. Um, it's just phenomenal. It really is. And then is that the trip done? Well, that's a long way, isn't it, from Brighton then? <sighs> from Aberdeen to Brighton. Let me just check that out. You know what I love about that trip? No matter where they stop on the way up or where they stop on the way down, if they're going to St Andrews for the first time, which it might not be, but I'm kind of feeling like it is, you're not going to be going home disappointed. Even no. if you don't play the old course and you just walk around the town, it's absolutely unbelievable. And depending on how much of a kind of golf kind of nerd fan you are, you need to go to like the old little shops, even to old Tom Morris' grave, I thought it was great. There's obviously the museum there as well. It's just, oh, it's unreal. And then to drive home, it'll only take you uh, 10 hours and seven minutes. Well, what I like about that is, you're going to 10 episodes of the podcast, so you can either become a second clubhouse member, or you can fly for, flying it on take you one hour, 35 minutes. I think car, monsters, couple of cans of monster. What would your, if we were having a 10 hour trip now, what would you pack for the car? Blanket. No, no, no. I was actually going to say it for the bar. <laughs> <laughs> whether i'm driving or not driving i'm i'm taking a blanket um or a pack what'll be your treats for the car I'm, i've really got i've not had a white monster for ages i'm trying to catch you out here and you do yeah it's a good answer i've honestly not had one for ages bottle of water bit of fruit yeah but you can't be getting the car with a load of treats of course can you? you can chocolate raisins you love that little go-to yeah um i like i like uh i like anything I like. I always feel like as well when you're on a road trip, however naughty you eat at services doesn't count. Oh, absolutely not. On the way home at night, doesn't because, because there's no other options. Them little salad bowls don't exist. I can't see them. I can see the mackies, the golden arches. That's all you can see. And We've I, had some big mackies, haven't we, on road trips? <laughs> ridiculous. It, what's the What's the worst bit about them? It's the fact of like you get like a large meal. So let's say double quarter pound of che- cheese meal, large. I'll order mine, then you order yours, then we'll go. She's throwing like 20 nuggets this year as well. Yeah, go on, why not? I'll get a little bit flurry. I think it was, uh, was it not St. Andrew's last time we went big? Yeah, on the way back we did. Yeah, do you remember? Anyway, that sounds like a great trip, Ben. And you may, if you want to, to uh, podcast host to join you. Yeah, I'd love to. The pay in, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. What, yeah. <laughs> not this podcast. <laughs> That's your podcast if you doors Some, down. Somebody else. Music podcast. Good lads. Um, yeah, but no, that sounds like a class trip. And I think with all lockdowns and if you've been working really hard go and treat yourself like you know holidays are memories that you'll live forever like don't try not to worry about spending too much enjoy it but, have a great but time spend don't get yourself in debt holidays are worth memories <laughs> <laughs> holidays are worth getting crippling debt for um i think that's is that good well, how far in are we matt that's good good timing well thanks for listening to everyone no. Thanks everyone for listening. Nice. To the Richard's Golf Show podcast. 100 episode, 102 episode. <laughs> right um, at the end, I forgot to talk. Forgot to learn how to. <laughs> what? Keep going. Right at the end, I forgot 
how to talk. Oh, Rick's tired again. This is the fun of the five o'clock starts. By 11, you goosed. <laughs> in theory, this is like three o'clock in the afternoon for me. You do look tired. Thanks. Um, look quickly, look, 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 I've got it now. I've caught it off as well. I can't speak. Quick thing again. Um, if you enjoy this podcast and you're listening on Apple, give us a five-star rating. Um, and I also found out we're not number one podcast in golf on, in Ireland. So if you're Irish, pass the podcast in Ireland, please. Um, that's that's it. upset me. I know. And if you've watched this podcast on YouTube, like it. But you said don't like it last week, didn't you? You said you don't like it. Did it, did it make a difference? No. Okay. I don't know. I didn't look. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Stay off your phones. And we'll see you next week. But watch all our videos. <laughs> listen to this podcast and rate it. Other than that, stay off your phone. <laughs> Social media's devil. Other than Richard's Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.